but that's ridiculous. Yeah. Is it on casters at least? Yeah, it was on casters, okay, but awesome. it was still just a bitch because it was sixteen hundred pounds of dairy products. Yeah. So I, I did the math on Pathfinder. I have at least an eight, a strength score of eighteen, which is just I'm not happy that I know that about myself. <sighs> yeah. Are we recording? Yeah, anyway, speaking about dairy. <laughs> speaking of dairy, welcome to Blank Aren't Bodies. Aren't you lactose intolerant, Hunter? No, that's not me. Oh, okay. You just probably shouldn't. Speaking of which, uh, do you want some, um, what's it called, um, some yogurt chot? Uh, maybe. I don't trust that last word. What is it's chot? A, it's a type of Indian food. Still oh, candy. really? It's yeah. kind of like a yogurt soup. Oh, you can uh, have it too if you want. Yeah, I was gonna say if you want to go for it. Oh. It's like yogurt with bread and like some veggies it's, and if nuts it's in Indian it. Indian food, I'm probably only down to try it. I'll give it to one of you guys. I got it and I wasn't a. Fa- it wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. I'll fight you. I was gonna. Say, you can just have it. I have a lot of Damn it. food that I have absconded with from Captain Ahab's uh, coffee emporium. I just wanted to fight somebody <laughs> with strength eighteen. I mean, if I could put you on caster wheels and like push you and then mop the floor underneath you, then like game on, bitch. Oh, okay. That definitely sounds like a sex thing. (laughs) Is it? I mean, sounds like. How often are you pushing bitches on caster wheels? While mopping up afterward. No. This wet ass ass. (laughs) Welcome to Blank Bodies, (laughs) Vampire the Masquerade, Tabletop, and Horror Podcast. I'm Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by... That is definitely some horror we're talking about. I'm John. Uh, this, is, this is Sarah. Hello. And we're joined by the lore bot. James. I kind of just forgot. I wasn't even fucking with you. I was just like, oh, yep, everyone's going to say their name, and then... Mm. It's been a while since we recorded. Yeah, we, it's been a while. We've, we survived the holidays. Our SD card didn't, though, so this is nope. a take two. This yep. is the most timely episode we've recorded in a while. Again, oh. I had to murder some gremlins. How'd that go? It was very rough. Did you use a safe word? Anywho, we're talking about humanity... Which that does not have any of. <laughs> well, depending Damn. on the convictions. Ah, uh, I guess you're right. It might be uh, uh, legal, I guess. Moida. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so we're having the magical adventure of us uh, doing a script that neither of us have looked at in like months and trying to piece together what the fuck I wrote. So strap in, fam. Let's go. Yeah, but we are talking about humanity today because core part of the gameplay and plot in Vampire is morality. And humanity kind of puts a system on tracking that into play. Yes. The the adage of, I beast I am, lest a beast I become. Which sounds really metal. It is kind of metal. It is kind yeah. of metal. That's from the V20 core book, page 309. Aww. Mm-hmm. Just in citations. case you want to read that specific like line there. <laughs> It's a pretty one to look at. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah, but uh, a big mechanic and plot point in Vampire is characters balancing out their personal lives and morals and thoughts and feelings and hopes and dreams against the, uh, the hungry monster that lives inside your dome. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. constantly scratching and being like, Papa, please. Yeah, the beast. Put, put the blood in my face. <laughs> yes. That's what Mr. Beast tells me all the time. I've never had a GM say that to me about my beast, but I'd love to just have somebody be like, your beast just looks to you and says, put the blood in my face. Yeah, that's... 
I I am like a hair away from also hosting a stream game, and I pity all the players for me having to voice any beast in their head because some of it might be spooky and some of it might be like, hey, yo, you should snack on that. <laughs> We've already talked about the character I'm going to be playing. I know what it's going to be. It's going to be horrifying. Hey, Sarah. Yeah. Can you make his beast Mr. Beast? Is that like Mr. Bean? But it's, no. uh, it's, it's a- one of those youths from the YouTube. What he, is that? He's that guy who does uh, all the get big giveaways and then he's got a burger restaurant. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, guys. <laughs> That's okay. Don't, yeah, it's don't it's going to involve terrible things, and if right. you want a Tesla. No, nah, I won't learn it. Yeah. It's cool. But one of the fun things that they do in Vampire to make uh, morality be more important than, you know, the, that chart that we have in D&D that we're always arguing about, nobody agrees on, but it doesn't have any mechanical effect on the game. Since 3.5. Is the fact that if you fuck around, you will find out by losing your character. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. You have to hand over your sheet. Yeah. You lose all your humanity. It just becomes an NPC. Uh, those, are called, those are called whites, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've completely lost yourself to the beast, and you're just like, well, here go moitering again. <laughs> now, I need to double check the book, because, yeah. but I'm pretty sure when you become a white, all your non-physical stats go to one, and all your physical stats go to five. Huh. I don't remember off the top of my head if that but is continued into V5 or not. I'm pretty sure it is. It's in the core book, but I can't. Editing Hunter, we're going to leave you a spot here to like double check that if you feel like it. Yeah, I'll just pipe in on another microphone and be like, Editing Hunter. Yeah. I was hoping there'd job. just be dead air and a squeak noise for like 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, no, it'd be great, Hunter. And then just, no. Hunter could just click and go, I was correct. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I told that bitch wrong. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, to kind of get everybody eased into humanity and how we're doing things in V5, we're going to talk a smidgy about how things were in previous editions. We're basically just going to cover V20 because that was the most commonly played of the old systems, I believe, at least from the general consensus. It's kind of just a cleaned up version of one and two in one place. Yeah. They kind of just all smashed together and put one big book and went, here you go, nerds. And we all said thank you. I appreciate that. I do, because there's a lot of like bloodlines and all sorts of shit, and sometimes I'm too drunk to go look for things, and it's like, oh, it's just in this one PDF that I can control F. Fuck nice. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. But, yes. So, in the V20 system for humanity, most vampires followed what is known as the humanity system. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. It followed a scale from 10 to 1. Every person on this uh, tract followed the same, what is known as a hierarchy of sin. That is pretty metal sounding. Right? Mm-hmm. So many metal sounding things. Just if a editing hunter wants to put it in a guitar and spicy riff, go for it. Uh, but yeah, so each step on the hierarchy, you know, 10, 9, 8, da, 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 uh, has a somewhat vague guideline of what counts for a. Uh, the parameters of that so like uh it's let's say you have somebody who's at humanity 10 if you have a selfish or a dirty thought you could go down a humanity like hmm i like that but yeah shit i'm at nine yeah <laughs> okay yeah. all right that's a problem yeah because there's a lot of good butts there are many good butts yeah and as I pointed out to you today, nothing mm-hmm. better than a headline that says, uh, since Marvel 
decided to lease out the ability to have official comics be made in Mexico, the artist, the first thing he did was give Gwen Stacy a giant fat ass. They, they just did. Just immediately. First issue. Hombre Spider-Man. <laughs> just badonk. Yeah, no. I, I She was very hourglass shaped. Or no, pear shaped. Mm-hmm. Sorry. The other way around. But yeah. before this conversation gets pear-shaped um <laughs> so in v20 you're saying that each point you had in humanity was tied to a specific sin directly no it was left purposely vague for storyteller interpretation which i in my experience has been kind of part of the problem because each step has a general vague like guideline more than an actual rule so that the storyteller could at a dramatically appropriate moment kind of enforce humanity in ways that works for your story, which is good for storytelling, sometimes bad for game mechanics, because then you run into situations of like, but what does it mean to be a bad person? And then you get into like arguments at the table and just, I've had issues with storytellers steamrolling things and putting uh, their impetus of their ideas on my character. And I'm just like, that's not how this person is. Like, okay, cool. So was it, chronicles that introduced that each dot had a direct tie i think i i didn't play chronicles much so i don't remember i know that i'm pretty sure that's the system that we used when we played um hunter the vigil Mm -hmm. but humanity didn't come up much because you guys were mostly good beans yeah and then the couple people who were not yeah the few people in our party for hunter the vigil that were not good beans were already elected to start at humanity (laughs) five so like (laughs) It was never really a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wyatt knew yeah. he was a shithead. <laughs> so did Mina. <laughs> I was like, give me that extra XP. I need science points. <laughs> As I said, I'm just waiting to come in and just be like, hello, Charon Corporation. Oh, God, you and your weird pseudo slasher. Ugh. But yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, oh, God, where was I? Yeah, so uh, there was, uh, I I saved a small quote from the V20 book that it does specifically say, a storyteller has carte blanche to monitor character morality in her chronicle. But yeah, the the language in the books directed people into the storyteller was the main arbiter of morality in your game system. Like a certain Sky Dad we're not going to deal with. Yeah, so essentially morality is flexible depending on who's S team. Yeah. The the book did make a point, and I do appreciate this, that the storyteller has a duty to balance uh, player consequences for bad behavior and to not take away humanity unnecessarily, but it's basically just giving the uh, responsibility of the entire uh, impetus of good and evil in this story right into the lap of the storyteller on top of everything else that comes with running a fucking game. So it's probably very easy to accidentally let your morals just kind of take over a game because you're already concentrated on a ton of other stuff. Yeah, or so. other times I've had games where the storyteller just decided, eh. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah they I just give killed up on seven it. babies by smashing their head against a wall. Whatever, man, it's fine. Yeah, they yeah. either give up on it or they're just like, humanity dot down, humanity dot down. Humanity. I'm like, where's the middle ground? Yeah. Which this as we're going to get into, yeah. seems like a much more fair system. Yeah, and it's not like there aren't many, 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 many great storytellers that found a good way to balance and were able to take an input from uh, 
their players or, you know, had interesting uh, concepts of morality given certain societies. And uh, like, I'm not saying that didn't happen. It's just I and many other vampire players I know from that time period had a lot of issues of either it never came up or it came up in ways where it was like, I feel like I'm kind of just getting hit with a bad noodle stick and I don't understand why. Yeah. Eh. But yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. How does one suffer a degeneration? This a degeneration of sin? Of humanity. Because th- of sin? Yes. Okay, all right, cool. Yes, 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 yes. So this is a degeneration in V20? Still? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So when a character did something that the storyteller believed to be morally questionable, that player would make a conscious roll. Uh, the target number would be eight, because V20, there wasn't the flat, like, six is a success. The target number would fluctuate depending on situations like this. The number would be eight. So you had, like, a 20% chance of... Not fucking the role. Damn. Yeah, right? Uh, and consciousness was, or conscious was a actual, like, uh, dotted score on your character sheets. I don't know if you guys remember any of that from the mm-hmm. old sheets. No, but I don't think any game I ever played in an old world ever brought it up. Yeah, there was the uh, the uh, the virtue traits, like, in the middle right side of the, the sheet that had a few different, like, consciousness, virtue, mm-hmm. all that kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, the willpower cannot be spent to auto-succeed on a roll for uh, degeneration, so that sucks. And as long as you had one success, uh, your humanity reigned the same. If the roll botched, you could lose a point of humanity, a point of your conscience, and gain a derangement. All at the same time? Yeah, if you botched the roll. Brutal, and you only have a a 20% chance of not. Well, Well, you have a 20% chance of getting a success. Botches when you have... No successes, and then there's like crit fails. It's like a beast fail. Okay, okay. So if you beast fail, like that super sucks. And some of you who are newer to vampire, are like, what the fuck is a derangement? Uh, derangements are behaviors that are created when the mind is forced to confront intolerable or conflicting feelings. Uh, which doesn't sound that bad, but a lot of times it turned into, "Hi, would you like to uh, gain the trait of a mental illness?" Yeah. Yeah. You know how we were talking about Romani face? Yeah. They also had a moment where they were like crazy face. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine playing a game of Call of Cthulhu, but after the game was over, you then had to continue role playing that character with all the uh, insanities built up in social situations that weren't direct investigations. Mm -hmm. It does not... It did not translate well. Yeah. there. And again, I do give the book credit for having the language and making the point of saying things that uh, these conditions should not be handled lightly. They need to be handled with respect. And, uh, you know, these are things that you should discuss with your players. The book does say these things a lot of times in practice. That's not what happened. Because, you know, what? we're here for the theater. Nerds read books. <laughs> But, you know, then the book went to go ahead and list, like, hey, so uh, here's multiple personality disorder and PTSD and OCD and all sorts of, like, actual mental illnesses and mm-hmm. describe describe them in a kind of a gamified way. And I'm just like, oh, that's uncomfy. Yeah, you probably shouldn't stat a mental illness. 
<laughs> yeah, nothing better than to remember when you played a Malkavian, you had to take one of those. Yeah, and yeah. you could in the choose. Old game. Yeah, and you could choose to have these derangements at character creation if you wanted. Yeah. And again, not saying that there aren't people who couldn't handle these thing, these topics and themes in a way that's responsible or fun or interesting. But as somebody with a few mental illnesses, I'm just kind of like, mm, this is uncomfy, and I don't like it. And this is kind of. And let's be real, looking back at a lot of those stats, they're not accurate. No, they're not no. accurate at all. <laughs> You're just like, ah, yes, just, man, the 90s were a wild time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, we'll go more into it in a later episode, but it's it's a fact that they listed real mental illness alongside, like, cartoonish ones that have, like, oh, yeah, never Hysteria's really existed. Oh, yeah, Hysteria's one. Mm-hmm. Next, and then next to, like, things that had, that we used to believe that had been proven fake by the 80s yeah. to, like, things were... St- we still believe our real mental illnesses today. So like it's a real mix bag. Yeah. It's a little, a little like, uh, you tried and I see where you're going, but uh, uh, just, just, uh, a fertile ground for the fish milk <sighs> on top of other people that are like, ah, oh, yeah, this is how a uh, borderline personality works. And I'm like, that is not how that works at all. And this is very uncomfy. And I'm really concerned about what your search history is, bro. But we're going to slide past that mm-hmm. to uh, interesting things called paths of enlightenment. So there were certain vampires who were just like humanity. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. I don't I'm care about be, being a human. I want to be yeah. a shark. And you might remember we talked about these a little bit on our Sabbat episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. So not in the V20 system, not everybody who took a path of enlightenment was Sabbat. Most of them were. Because they're just like, well, I'm a monster. I should just. Yes, and that. Yeah. And that's why I would have all these different uh, philosophies and whatnot. And each one of them has their own version of a hierarchy of sin. Which is just fun to say every time. <laughs> it is. Anything, you can pretty much just put any like word in front of, of sin. And the it deli sounds, of sin. See? <laughs> Laundromat of sin. Mm-hmm. Sounds cooler. That's a Stephen King book. It's called The Mangler. Wait, what? Did we get you a poster for that? Did yeah, they? Did. Sh- did did the person shove people in a laundromat washing machine and press- the 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 laundry machine was possess- was possessed by a demon? And it Stephen King. People. I really need you to chill out. <laughs> I would Please. vastly and completely recommend everyone on the show find the movie and watch it. It has Robert Ungland in it. Ooh, I don't know it's- what that means, but. Freddy Krueger. Oh, Robert, Robert England. 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 Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I'm so, so confused. Yeah, so the, the hierarchy of sin in the paths of enlightenment as opposed to humanity would have things such as needlessly preventing a death from the path of bones. <laughs> Where you're just like, I could stop that death. But why? Why would I? Like, it's, it's, I could save them if they're useful. Like, oh, fuck, he's got to go get my dry cleaning. Okay, fine. Hmm. You know, like, that's yeah. fine, that, but that's not morally reprehensible. But, you know, if you're just like, well, it should stop them from being in the car accident. No. Or like, I have this tourniquet, but like, I could use it later. Yeah, it's like, why would I? Yeah. I don't, Death is I don't, neat. I don't need to stop him from bleeding out. Mm. Another fun one is shunning pain from the path of Lilith. <laughs> so you can't avoid pain. That's a moral failing. Hmm. Yeah, no, missed. Edith would be able to follow that. Yeah. Another another fun one that I thought was, that gave me a big haha was aiding another, Path of Night. It is a moral failing at a certain level in the Path of Night to help other people. 
How do you exist in a coterie? They didn't really do coteries then, so... Yeah. yeah. God, I'd hate to play with that guy. Yeah, just like, hey, we could use your... Hey, bro, could you pass me that wrench? No. You get it, fucking weakling, and just walks away. Just like, <laughs> okay, I get it, you're a libertarian, Jesus. <laughs> See, I... I, I paid for this wrench. <laughs> I'm gonna shove it inside me so no one else can use it. Uh See, I kind of want to play. I really want to play a uh, Path of Bones character now. It's just like a cartoonish like villain. I think you just like bones. Bones are cool too. Bones are cool. I like bones, but I I just so imagine bones. I just imagine like exactly that. Um... <laughs> just Skipper's immediate regret after saying that. Like, oh no. Well, well, look, hopefully if we can get our, our, our broke asses in order, we can get like a little P.O. box. And if people just want to send you bones in the mail, I'm so down. Yeah. If they're going to be human, they need to come registered because I don't want to have your murder bones. Okay. No murder bones. No unfortunate uh, poor people house bones. Yes. Or, uh, you know, we're in America. We know where some of those bones came from. No. Yeah. No. I'm just looking for magic cards. I'm not going to ask where they came from. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, so if you got if you had a path of human or a path of enlightenment instead of humanity, basically uh, on that virtue section, you'd replace consciousness with uh, self control and conviction with instinct. Huh. So it basically would change your. It is like literally physically changing the stats on how your character views right and wrong and logic and all that kind of stuff. Which mm-hmm. I, again, I find narratively interesting. I've not had a lot of games personally where it came up when it was a game like that, but I've also not played a lot of Sabat games. I own that. So you said that wasn't specifically a Sabat thing. How would you run a game like a, a Camarilla Sabat? Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Camarilla or Anarch of multiple players with different humanity systems. I feel like that'd be really fucking yeah, hard on the storytelling. I, I would assume if it was. Uh, a cam game there might be like an independent character in the chronicle who just has a different viewpoint and that could be really narratively interesting yeah for sure but i'd want y'all to commit to it personally i'm like don't pick something edgy and then like have it never come up again Mm. uh as an st2 i would like definitely make sure to talk to that player about where they are on their track and make sure they're conscious of like that themselves as well it's kind of like my D &D rule Mm -hmm. where don't pick a cl- play a class you can't explain to me. Yeah. So it would be like don't take a path that you can't. You're not ready to role play to the fullest. I I wouldn't give that to a new player probably. Though right. um, so, last note uh, before I forget, and this is kind of a neat thing. So you know how humanity? I said you you generally humanity starts at seven, but you start higher up and you kind of work your way down the ladder of disappointment. And oh, I like hierarchy of hierarchy sin. Hierarchy of way sin, more. yes. Ladder okay. of disappointment just like <laughs> is kind of a bummer. <laughs> right. Well, uh, for paths, because you're basically rewiring your brain and your internal philosophies, you start at the bottom and work your way up. Mm-hmm. Start at the bottom, and now we're here. <laughs> I started at the bottom. You're right. Yeah. And now I am here. Well, yeah, it's because you're so tall. It's true. Yeah. It's a long way up. And you just keep going up. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, no. Though I do have those platform boots. You do. I we need, need to remember to wear those over here sometimes. Do it. Do it. Slap your head on the doorframe. I'm afraid. Yes. But that does lead us into the V5. 
with the new convictions and touchstones thing, which a lot of people have bitched about and are, are confused about. But it's a way better system. It's easy. It's a lot easier, I think. Super easy. Super easy. So, at character creation, every character, you pick one, two, three core moral codes that are known as convictions. These are human values that they attempt to uphold even while they're dead. Keeps just kind of you, you baseline. It kind of mm-hmm. helps you fight off that beast. Yeah, well, it's also just like what are, think of it also as like what are main things that you as a character are interested in like conveying or telling or dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book does suggest that uh, a lot of these codes can come from various aspects on institutions of a character's life, including religion, military service, social groups like the scouts or volunteer groups, criminal organizations, or personally held philosophies. Hmm. So you, like, yeah. It's it's broad. It's broad. You have a lot of options, and I think that broadness sometimes confuses people. That does, too. And I think the confusion comes in a different place. Mm -hmm. Whereas we're talking about the old system, it can get really complicated for the storyteller to keep Mm -hmm. track of where everyone is and what their standing is on that scale. In this, it's up to the player to pick their main convictions and then it's up to the player to kind of keep track of that to some degree well it's uh, the the player and the storyteller should talk about those obviously during session zero but it does takes a lot of that weight off the storyteller and it's putting a little bit more of that on the player so it is a little more complicated for the player in some regards but i think that's where some of the friction might come from is usually it's like especially if a lot of sts weren't using that system all of a sudden it's a lot to drop on someone but once you get into it i think it's actually a lot easier and it's a little more fun because you get to like tailor your morality system to some degree to fit the character you're trying to play yeah because like everybody comes from different backgrounds different understandings different highs lows thoughts feelings i think the hard part for me was finding like appropriate levels of Mm -hmm. that if that makes sense like it felt like either I was going too far of an idea, too broad of an idea, just saying, like, try not to use violence. Well, okay, you're a fucking vampire, homie. Like, how are you going to do that? Yeah, have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, you know, or it was too narrow. Like, mm-hmm. don't beat up people with freckles. You know, I'm making up ridiculous things yeah. here. But, like, it was hard to find that balance. Mm-hmm. Once I did, though, yeah, it was super easy. Yeah. Lots of fun to play. He's saying he's just making that up because ass beating for you, Sarah, is still on the menu. Oh. You have to take me to dinner first. Fist of cuffs. Oh. Well, we we used to live together. You're fine. Yeah, all right. We were roommates. (laughs) (laughs) That is such an old joke. Uh, But yes, and each of these convictions should come with a corresponding touchstone. A touchstone is a mortal who represents the value of the conviction. And it's somebody that the the vampire finds to be important to them, and they are going to go out of their way to be like, no, I must keep this the small bean safe. So yeah, usually you know things like um, I'm trying to think, I'm having the brain fog today. Oh, we went over like, those in yeah. one of our first episodes uh, with Benny uh, and yeah. his touchstone, Ma Gravy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, 
Ma so, from Gravies. Ma from Gravies. I like Ma Gravy, though. That yeah. might be a nickname. That might be a nickname. I'm down to make nickname, that Nickname, real name. Who knows? She'll right. just nod her head. Hey, Ma Gravy. Come <laughs> here. Just be like, Jess. <laughs> well, yeah, you could have a character. Like, uh, character I play, they have a conviction about um, consent. And the person that they attach that to is somebody that they've gone on several Tinder dates with. But they haven't done anything because, you know, respecting consent. Bah, bah, bah. I dig it. Yeah, it's fun. Also, just vampires on Tinder I find extraordinarily hilarious because <sighs> it's basically just kind of like swiping for food. And I cannot imagine being at a restaurant and just being like, no, no, no. Eh. No, no, no. Eh, super like the sandwich. <sighs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've pretty much done that on menus. Really? Yeah, I've looked at them and been like, nah, that's not good. No, that's not good. Oh, holy shit. All right. Well, maybe you. Now, now that everyone's doing like COVID safe digital menus, that's kind of how I go. Yeah. I'm just like, favorite that. I'll add like three things to my cart. And then before I order, just be like, okay, that's the one I want and delete everything else. Yep. I'll like make a mini menu for myself to choose from as I go through it. Yep. Oh, okay. That's yep. smart. That's smart. I just kind of scroll through things and then forget what the fuck I was looking at and then just kind of order pho. <laughs> you can literally never go wrong with pho, though. This pho is so good. But yeah, keep a pin on the uh, the, the touchstones. Those are a secret tool that'll help a little bit later in the game. So, once you've done your convictions, there's also chronicle tenants. So, the players, as a group, have to decide on a few... <clears throat> Basically, it's convictions that are shared by the group. Yeah, so I, I mean, find that our, interesting. Our, um, one of our chronicle tenants is something like bros before cam- it, anything. Camarilla. It's coterie before clan, uh, before everybody else, I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah, you guys basically just did bros before hoes, but in cooler vampire talk. I was yeah. really trying to figure out how um, to code that into vampire talk. I'm just waiting <laughs> for Bros before actually... other licks, question mark? Yeah. I'm just waiting for us to actually rectify that because it's like... So that means Alec and Luca have to get past. Alec has made a step. Alec made a step. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, yes, you're, you're working on Which it. Which is also. honestly surprising, because yeah. I'm easy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we need to get back into playing that game, but, you know, mm-hmm. my life needs to stop being on fire. But yeah, the, the Chronicle Tenants will set basically the baseline of expectations of what everyone's agreed to as acceptable behavior over the course of the game. So this is a good way to discuss, you know, player boundaries and what everybody's expecting in the game and what you're cool with and what you're not cool with. So, you know, if you want to make sure there's not a lot of murder hoboing go around, maybe have a chronicle tenant about, like, you know, not stabbing the innocent. Or not doing it wantonly is a better idea because innocence, ah, yeah. uh, there's a... There's a well, yeah, you guys can a group, as a group decide like what yeah. counts as innocent or not, because that can be a guideline. And it's also the Chronicle Tenants are a good tool for the storyteller to be like, okay, these are things that the players are interested in. I'm going to hurt them with it. <laughs> Thank you for all your trauma, babies. I am now going to use these as bombs later. <laughs> I will like to point out real quick though like something that I really like about this and I think we've done it even a couple times in game was, is that this is a group discussion a lot of the time mm-hmm. like you know it might be a hey they just you know punched this homeless guy he didn't really deserve it but they were grumpy 
is that going to break the chronicle tenant of mm-hmm. not causing harm to people who haven't done anything wrong or something like that? Yeah, and like over the course of the game, if the, the players, like the characters, get to know each other a little bit and they start learning about each other's convictions a little bit, that's also a good time to have a story beat where the table can stop and discuss being like, hey, so somebody did X, Y, or Z. Does this go against their thing? Does it not? Mm-hmm. And it can lead to more interesting story. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this came up in an online game mm-hmm. um, that I was um, invited to and I was chatting with some people before it began. I ended up not having the time off. But um, one thing I noticed players specifically tend to get confused here mm-hmm. is that these are chronicle tenants are not the like a consent sheet a chronicle tenant is not something you don't want to come up in your game or something that you're uncomfortable with other players doing in fact it's almost the opposite because if you make something a chronicle tenant for your game um a good storyteller is likely going to put your characters in a position where they have to choose between upholding a tenant and um maybe achieving a goal or gaining an extra item your player really wants or mm-hmm. get them out of a frustrating situation. So don't use tenets as a, I never want to deal with this because they're, they're going to be the main challenges of your group more than yeah. not. That's challenging your GM. Yeah. These are, these are themes for your story to keep them, keep in mind in like a one sentence, like elevator pitch, basically. Yeah. And you pick like three of them for the group to share. And then you have your individual ones as well. And you know, Make sure there are things that you do want to explore in your game. If there are things that your character's uncomfy with, make sure that stuff that you as a player are cool with being a theme in your game. Yes, and if you are still confused, uh, there are examples of Convictions, Touchstones, Chronicle Tenants on page 172, and they have them broken down by different themes, which is kind of nice if you want to do like a dramatic emo-gothic horror. You know, somebody who's like... Smoke black clothes and read a lot of Lord Byron. There's options for that. They have ones never that are, betray one's love. Things like that, yeah. yeah. And then they have ones for like uh, if you're doing kind of a Reservoir Dogs, like you know, if you want to be you know be a consummate professional like Mr. Pink, you got options there and so on and so forth. So that's a good baseline, but you can make up ones outside of that. It's fine. And if you want to stick with the humanity system, but there are even things from some of the old paths that you like, you can import some of that over to some degree. Yeah, if you want to play a character that is like spicy anarch, that's like Sabat Light, there's literally nothing stopping you from making your personal convictions an old path of enlightenment. Literally nothing stopping you. In fact, I encourage it because some of those are interesting. (laughs) So uh, how does how do humanity work now? So we're back to scale 10 to 1. Boop, boop. Yeah. Each step uh, has various effects on your character. So as you go up or down on the humanity, it will affect the way you look to people. You might look more corpsey. You might more look alivey. But like that heroin chic kind of early 90s kind of thing. Uh, affects how easily you can use the blush of life. So you can pretend to like eat food and use your smartphone. If you're over a certain humanity level, it's free, right? Uh, Yeah, I think it's nine or ten. Yeah, Alec gets a free re-roll. Yeah, if you're like at Humanity eight. 8, you can re-roll, which is nice. I yeah, use the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how healing works for you will be affected by Humanity, your ability to eat food. Uh, what time of the night or day you wake up or go to sleep? I get an extra hour. Yeah. Fuck you guys. How you take damage from the sunlight. 
Uh, your ability to enjoy and or have sex. Vampire's a horny game, so this comes up. Uh, your ability to not creep out mortals by just existing. Because if your humanity is really low, humans are suddenly like, that's a predator. <laughs> Gideon struggled with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is Harshtot walks into a room and everybody was like, mm-hmm. sus. Yes. Uh, your ability to resist frenzy fluxes, depending on what your humanity is. And... If you get knocked down in a torpor, how long you stay down? And mm. if you look up that chart, it is brutal. It fucking sucks. It goes from like Couple hours yeah. to days to decades, I think to like centuries. Yeah. Like if you get torped, you could be out for like two centuries. Yeah. You're just like, I'll fight this guy, thwap, and then you wake up and you're just like, Jumanji, what year is it? <laughs> Which. Which also, good story hook for any STs out there. That turns any really evil character into a time bomb. Mm -hmm. You don't imagine a humanity one or two guy waking up 200 years in the future anytime before like industrialization Mm -hmm. to now. Either that or a comedy moment for your GM just being like, for 10,000 years I slumbered, and then just gets gunned down by, you know, 12 (laughs) (laughs) AK-47s. Just, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Or, you know, if you want to have some, like, doofy, like, pseudo-time-traveler fun, just, like, have somebody that, like, got talked during, like, the Edwardian period, and now they have to wake up now. And just be like, women can vote. (laughs) Hold on, wait one minute. (sighs) That they're allowed in pantaloons. It'd be a whole Rip Van Winkle. Oh, hell yeah. I still love that we're just playing the slight racism for Luca. It's more just clanism. Yeah. It's more fun that way. I, I'm, I'm glad that your uh, little Hakata that's been up and down is just like, well, I, I have old man brain, but it's... More like, <laughs> we're, we're trusting the Asomites again. And we're just like, you can't say the A word. That's an A slur. That's their word. <sighs> no, it wasn't. It never was. Yeah, and I don't want to get stabbed by them. That's why you say Panakim now. Listen here, Grandpa. <sighs> so yeah, fun that can be had with that. Uh, if you want some details on how humanity affects things at whatever level you get specific, that is on page 236. Humanity starts at seven. That is baseline morality. This can go up or down depending on what predator type you pick. Slight side note, if you're playing somebody who just got bopped into being embraced, you start at Humanity 8. So, depending on how you stack things, you can start the game at Humanity 9. Consensualist. Yup. Yup. And then just watch... um, I think there's also Farmer also brings it up. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. If you want to be like, I I use rats as Capri Suns. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh, But, yeah, then the slide into that is, oof. Rough. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of the rough, the stains. This is one of my favorite things in game. It is so good. So, uh, on the new sheets. So, you know, on the Humanity Talker, there is the 10 boxes. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, whatever humanity at, you fill in the boxes. Boop, boop. Mm. And then you have those little boxes at the end that are, like, naked. There's blank. Uh, if you get a stain, which is when you uh, do something that violates a conviction... Or a tenant. Or you perform... And it is recommended in the book that if you are a player that is behaving particularly egregiously, 
you might gain a stain, like even if it doesn't directly uh, cross one of those. Because, hmm. uh, you know, they're just like, eh, if somebody's like reveling in murder a little too much, you might want to just, you might want to give them a stain. <laughs> just to be like, hey, buddy. Maybe don't. You're Maybe don't the turn into a murder yes. robot. Yes. Vampire? Uh, oh, though, fun side note. Uh, I haven't I, killed any one of you yet. Not yet. Uh, fun side note, if you do an action that violates a chronicle tenant, but is for upholding a personal conviction, you can argue to not get a stain. Hmm. Your own morals trump the uh -huh. group's morals. Yeah, because it's kind of the basis of uh, personal morality versus societal morality is kind of what the thought yeah, of that is. Yeah. So you can argue that as a player if you do a thing that everybody's like, boo, and you're like, but, but my code of honor stares wistfully off into the horizon. Uh, also, fun things that can cause you to get a stain just automatically if you blood bond a mortal. Huh. Because that's a bad thing, because you're taking away people's ability to have free will and consent through blood bonding. What if you talked about it first? Uh, still doing it. Well, it's been a minute. Yeah. Embracing a mortal, making another vampire, is a bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, any damage that happens to one of your touchstones. Bonus stains if you caused the harm. Brutal. Yeah, so, you know, that little pin where I was like, hey, touchstones are important. So somebody hurts your small bean. I am just now realizing. So. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. So, you think yours is bad? Remember, Lucas is his car. He drives sir, around. I am and... bringing up my past character oh. right oh. now. Oh, different character. Oh, different yes. character. Oh, oh. So Sarah does this cool thing where if we talk it out and figure out why and how it works we can use an item that represents our humanity or a thing sometimes mm -hmm. well my last character um he vampire it in you know, mm -hmm. gideon um one of his touchstones was his fucking axe and i am just realizing how bad of an idea that was yeah i know it was great ah yeah because i this is a homebrew thing i had because i i had a player a while ago that was because of the level of isolated nerd they are, they couldn't justify having touchstone. They couldn't justify having more than one touchstone be a person. So I was like, okay, if it's books that cannot be like they're irreplaceable historical books that mean a lot to you, I'll let it slide. And then we've run with that. And I was like, okay, I can kind of make that works. And then I was like, eh, for, for my Chicago game, I'll let this slide. But in general, I'm like, eh, this, this has some ups and downs and, well, it, I think it really depends on the kind of story that your character is for it to make sense. And I, there are some characters like the vampire because he's so old and out of touch with things where it's like, okay, being very sentimental about his weapon works. And it is a weapon that literally cannot be reproduced anymore. So like if it's damaged and destroyed, it's gone, which destruction of a touchstone also causes a stain. You get bonus stains. If you so did it, been three fucking stains. If I yeah. smashed it against something and it broke, I am. Yeah. Man. Yeah. As I said. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. one over here is like, what if I made it my car? And I was like, yes, do what, it. What if I made it my car and I do aggressive combat driving? <laughs> uh, I play in a game where my retainer is my touchstone. That's, oh. That was a mistake. <laughs> I am an asshole to myself. Uh but, yeah, so what if you get enough stains to fill those little empty boxes? What happens? Do you do know? You, do you have to um, 
test your humanity? Yes, this triggers degeneration. Hey-oh! Of sin. Yes. So, uh, if the stains go past the empty boxes, so let's say you had three empty boxes, and you need to take four stains, that translates into aggravated willpower damage. Brutal. For each box that goes past the, the empty box. And we talked about how brutal that was yeah. in combat episodes. Yes. Yeah, combat yeah, episode. Go healing, back and listen to that. Yeah, healing yep. willpower ag. Not is nice. really difficult, and yeah. it sucks. It takes, like, almost months. It can, yeah. It's, it's no good, very bad time. Um, if this happens, the character is also considered impaired, so they take a negative two to all dice pools due to their regret and just not feeling good, no spoons. Sucks. Characters also cannot intentionally violate chronicle tenants. If they are forced to, they must make a frenzy test at difficulty four. Okay, that's good note to know. I don't know why I put it there. <laughs> Thanks, Pass Sarah. You fucked it. Ah, but yes. The side note: the impaired condition will remain until the end of the session when the remorse roll is rolled, which we'll talk in a second about because that's basically what degeneration is. And yeah, so but you are allowed to also snap out of an impaired state by uh, just voluntarily giving up that dot of humanity. Just being like, you know what? I fucking murdered him. Whatever. It's yeah. fine. Who cares anymore? You're just like. Ah, Fuck it. So if you're in a, like a really crunchy part of the story where just things are happening and you really need to not have that negative two on your impaired dice roll, you can just take that step down. Damn. Which I'm just like, that's really cool, but also like, no. <laughs> yes. So remorse is rolled at the end of session. That's part of the degeneration uh, wrap up. Uh, you roll a remorse dice pool, which is so, you know, at the end where the boxes are, where you put the stains. Yeah. If you have any of them that don't have a slash, little stain, you roll that. If you have no empty boxes, you just roll one. And you have to make a success on it. Yeah, which is a six. So you have like a 50-50. Yeah. If you get any successes, you process all of the guilt and shame and anguish you have for doing the big bad naughty things you've done. And you maintain your humanity and go about your, go about your day. If you do not succeed, uh, you lose a humanity. But the stains are removed, and your beast won for the night. Hmm. Huh. <gasps> you go down one step on the hierarchy of sin. Hierarchy of sin. Yeah. Oh, fun. Fun note. Uh, we did. I did write some notes about uh, the Sabbat uh, Paths system because uh, that book has come out and it has been hey read and enjoyed. And the more I keep digging into the Sabat book, because I keep having to read it and reread it because of uh, the ADHD stress brain and like COVID brain fog. I've not had COVID, but just, you know, the stress of existing in the modern era. The Sabat book's really good. Have, there's a lot of really cool details. <laughs> what? We're all gonna die. This book's cool. So yeah. check it out. Yeah, welcome to my brain. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the past two years. Right. Why do you think I shot? <laughs> We're so all going to die. Encanto's been very nice to watch. It was very pretty. <laughs> it was very good. Just, God, our generation. Fucking, fucking, we don't talk about Bruno. Did not have to slap that hard. Anyways, the Sabat Path system, because I know some of you, you old school nerds are like, but but can I do Path in V5? Can I, can I do, can I do thing? Can I? And the answer is kind of. <laughs> kinda kinda yeah. like I said earlier like if you really want to like take the tenants from your old paths and explore them in a character that has humanity 
you're welcome to, you know, at storyteller discretion. Yeah. Technically, it's nothing stopping you. But they're technically not, like, the official paths are technically not available for player use. That is, like, an NPC antagonist thing for the Sabat Clicky Boys. Yeah, no, no, no. Did not like it. Yeah. So each Sabat pack uh, will have a specific path of enlightenment. So each little group of uh, Sabat will have their own flavor, kind of like the, the, the gangs and the warriors. Mm, cool. <laughs> All right. Yes. Got the baseball sabat. You got the sewer rat like sabat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a good time. You got the lady sabat. Yeah. But there is a note uh, in the sabat book about forsaken paths on page 31, which I thought was an interesting little note. Uh, the section does note that a few paths may be used by those who are not of the sabat. Hmm. So I think that is a good player justification for like, hey, if you want to play a character that was in the Sabbat, but they were in the more uh, managerial and they weren't really like in the black hand, like full on, like in the paint. And they're just like, yeah, I just think we should tear down the Camarilla and just, you know, run the world and girls, you know, that kind of shit. Girl boss. <laughs> if you want to gaslight gatekeep girl boss. I believe that there are there is justifications for that and you can do a really spicy anarch who has some kind of really cocked convictions compared to the chronicle tenants and see how that plays out in a story. I think that would be really interesting and a good player challenge. Don't help anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Protect the innocent, don't help anyone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> See, I feel like plenty of people have played that character. It's just the D&D rogue who's just always standing in a shadow. Yeah, yeah, and stealing from the party. Yeah, Or it's yeah. like the slutty bard, which I don't know why bards got so slutty over the past few years. I've never dealt with a slutty bard in-game or in outside of memes. Like, I've, uh, I've played, like, flirty bards, but not, like, I'm a fuck everything. I played uh, a flirty ranger once. Oh, that's That fun. was weird, because he was also awkward. Interesting, like... End of the road slutty bard concept that's like it'd be better to play a slutty bard that's like no 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 already has the slut phase gone but had gone so far up to the sun that he got cursed by somebody to be like oh if you're intimate with somebody and it's not true love they die so oh, you're fun. just like straight up just like no I know I'm a good musician and you want to fuck me but no I like that. But I was going to say, and this might be a little pointed, but I think that me may have come about from just ner certain nerds who seem to link charisma directly only to getting sex. Yeah. And uh, not like... I, I I gave her friendship. Why are there not sex tokens? Not, let's not forget <laughs> that your charisma score is definitely how pretty you are. And but, not Peter Dinklage, how like just fucking boss ass you are. Which I'm not saying he's not an unattractive man. He is an attractive man, but like eh, you know what I mean. I've always equated charisma as force of presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what it's how I've always read it. You know, you can be ugly as fuck, but it'll just be like a really intimidating human being. I mean, and that is a high charisma. Oh no, what? That is anti-charisma. I was going to say Lemmy. Like, that man not pretty to go. look at. Yeah. But hey, goddamn. He had, he had his he talking points at some point. But let's be real. That's a melted fucking Logan. No, I was going <laughs> to. 
It's a melted Wolverine. He talked his way into politics. He clearly had some good charisma, but he looks like somebody took Wolverine, put him in a microwave, and put him in there for 30 seconds. He just went... Hmm. See, I was going to say, I think he was just in the right place at the right time. If you really want, like, a high charisma, like, shit ass, you could go with, like, George Bush or, like, Donald Trump. Both people who are just, like, kind of dumb, but they just, like, talk good enough to certain groups of people. They're like, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, at least Bush, for the war criminal that he was, could be charming, and that dude looks like a shitty potato. I just I I just love the idea of George Bush just being so oblivious to things that he just can't process fully the sheer amount of like Iraqi children ghosts that are just like haunting him constantly. I would have put him in he's the, the camp. He's like a Cthulhu character oh, yeah. that has a low enough perception and a low enough intelligence that he survives the yeah. game. He's he like, nah, little Ahmed, I'm sorry, I can't deal with you right now. I gotta paint my feet in these bathtubs. I just realized <laughs> I also need to apologize to any of the Bush family. I forgot he can't spell potato. <laughs> Yeah, so humanity, you should have it, so that way you don't commit crimes against humanity. And get made fun of. And then a become a white, and I take your character there sheet. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say, I was gonna say this earlier, but I feel like this is a better place now that we actually got to, like, the Sabat area. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think it could be really fun to try and play, like, a character who's on, like, the path of bones or the path of night, where it just kind of reminds me of, like, a movie villain where, like their henchman is like about to be gunned down by the hero and they're like no 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 i'm done with him <laughs> <laughs> i don't yeah. really care it's fine i'll yeah. get another uh, yeah yeah no basically like picking your convictions and your chronicle tenets is gonna be the, the the meat and potatoes the the lentils and brown rice if you're a vegan of your uh chronicle so it's like yeah no for just, just take take a minute to think about this and how it works and what it means to you and what you're going to do. I mildly regret making a character whose or uh, personal convictions were based around the tenets of the satanic temple. <laughs> I made a character where I'm like, man, I can't do any vampire shit. Otherwise I'm fucked. <laughs> Oops. That's exciting. And then just watching everybody else be like, huh, those are some interesting choices. And I'm like, yeah. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. Everybody says going to fucking hate my ass. Holy shit. Or even like a, um, if you did like a Path of Lilith character Mm -hmm. and you might be in a position where the rest of the party wants to kill someone and you would be like, no, 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 no. That won't be painful enough. You can't kill him. They're not going to learn anything if they're dead. You don't learn things when you're dead. Uh, Or, you know, what, oh God, what is it? Uh, Path of Honor was the, the old little somber one. Where it was like basically a knight, but not quite. Path of Valor, because again, yeah, the individual that uh, made my game hell played that character. Oh, that's unfortunate. I was gonna say because there's some really interesting. I do. There are parts of the Sombra I like, and I do like the parts where they kind of lean into the old like uh, Machiavellian or chivalrous. Just kind of like, yeah, I'm a fucking edge lord asshole, but we've made a gentleman's agreement. I'm going to honor that. I'm like, see, that's actually really interesting. That's great. And having characters that like, yeah, no, I'll like snap a guy in two. Like he's fucking nothing. But like, you know, I'm going to hold the door open for the lady. Also, those are some <laughs> of the just most interesting villains. I think the ones who are just like, I know I can't trust this guy. I know he will kill us the first chance we get. 
but I also know he's going to honor his word to do this thing we asked of him first mm-hmm. because he agreed he would do it. Yeah, and I know the yeah. second that this deal's done, we got to run. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> we got to get the fuck out. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of a lot of fun, interesting choices. I I'm very interested to see like people exploring the options more because there's such a wide breadth of options that you can pick for tenants and convictions where it's like maybe people getting into stuff from, you know, different cultures that they don't normally think about and perspectives or, you know, people digging into philosophy books being like, look, all right, I know I know Kant is just just uh, whiny bitch baby incel sometimes, but there are some good philosophical ideas. I'm going to pick those up and throw in the game and just see what the fuck happens. What if you want to read it out the book and make a character who's uh, her whose tenets are completely based on like Hegelian thought? Yeah. If you think if that sounds like a fun idea to you, you probably know what I said meant because I'm not sure. (laughs) I got it. You're 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 doing you're doing the good or, you know, you could hell even if you got like a chronically online character and they just picked their tenants based off of like tos <laughs> that could be interesting there's the amount of mm. people i got banned from an old mmo oh no oh because it were it, they were they saying slurs no just i i read the toss and i just knew to be like hey i'm just trying to traverse through this area and I know it's PvP, but I'm just trying to get from one place to the other. And be like, no, it's fine if you kill me once. If you kill me a second time, that's a mistake. After that, I'd message them and be like, if you do it a third time, it's harassment. And I will message the mods every time. Get them a six-hour ban. And they just leave me alone after that. So I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm just trying to get from quest area to quest area. You don't have to be a dick. And I'm like, yeah. I've read the terms of service. Yeah. No, it could be interesting, especially when you're having really old vampires dealing with like younger folks where they're just like you just please don't say slurs yeah <laughs> please stop saying slurs <laughs> that's uh, i can't twitter ban you the camaria doesn't allow phones so i don't know what to do now <laughs> <laughs> can't can't can we cancel the prince is that something we could do <laughs> he keeps saying the, the right K connections word. yes the right connections okay. i'm not i'm not sure if this is the episode to div- dig deep in this topic but it, we touched <laughs> on it so i think it'd be very funny to bring up oh, i've been no. trying to expand my readings so i've been reading a little bit of mark fisher oh, really? um and it's very funny he has an article about why he is not a fan of cancel culture mm-hmm. and like the culture that is spawned around leftist groups online in general yeah. mm-hmm. but he called that article and the term he uses from leaving like twitter in those spheres is called leaving the vampire castle Oh yeah, no that that essay honestly is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking good. Please, I recommend anybody who wants to engage in you know anything that deals with the hellscape that is this year. Uh, exiting the vampire, I think it's called exiting the vampire castle. Yes. Yeah, super good, super fucking good. Mark Fisher, A plus. I mean, he's he's top shelf to like right next to you know like Daddy Schlavoff. <laughs> Which I found a really good gif of him recently, just being like, "I like men. I want to suck penis." <laughs> just like, uh and anyway, we should probably leave before I get us canceled. <laughs> I already got the T-shirt. Well, oh my god, what? Oh, you didn't see that T-shirt? No! I bought it on out of the um, discount bin at a Hot Topic because I couldn't stop cackling. But it's like a nice <laughs> wreath of like pink and red and blue flowers. It looks mm-hmm. like someone's grandmother would hang on the wall. 
like after they like cross stitched it, mm-hmm. but then the center just says canceled. <laughs> Thanks to Paralyze for the sick ass <laughs> intro ba-dum, music. Ba-dum. Uh, also i guess thanks to everybody that's still listening after our long holiday hiatus yes thank you very much um we had a little bit technical difficulties but luckily it kind of lined up with the holidays so hopefully we're gonna get back on track we're actually recording this like within a week of it being released so um we are getting back on track i'm gonna have try and keep up a little extra do an extra bonus episode for a couple weeks just to make sure we kind of make up for lost time uh, we, we have to redo the venture episode so that's going to be the next one i think uh, i think so so yeah. that'll be coming soon we have an which means i think no the... spoilers sarah we already posted about this yes. this is not a spoiler it's I a mean, surprise I... to me so i'm just more <laughs> upset that we're gonna have to visit venture twice Okay. Yeah, so uh, next up is going to be uh, our Venture episode, which means the poll over at uh, Twitter is going to go back up, and we have a new clan entering the fray. Our patrons got a vote on who would be the new third clan to join in the polls. Um, our previous two that are left over are Nosferatu and La Sombra, mm-hmm. and are surprisingly unanimously... Our patrons voted for Ravnos to join. Oh, look at that. Actually, three distinct clans instead of, you know, Mountain Dew and Code Red versus <laughs> Ugly Boy. Yeah. No, the, the getting the people to clan argue on Twitter was very entertaining, and I am here for blood sports. I just love the fact that uh, literally that, that analogy... Pushed Ventru. Oh, over. of course it did. Ventru players was, are petty as shit. Yeah, because I was just like, ah, oh, Code Red's gonna get gonna win against uh, Default Mountain Dew, and they're like, Default Mountain Dew. <laughs> I am at least Baja Blast, motherfucker. And it's like, no, you're not. I mean, that's Bruja. No, that's Bruja is gamer fuel. No, <sighs> no, gamer sups. <laughs> Guacamole gamer fart. Remember. But yeah, so if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're going to have a new poll going up on there so you can help us pick which clan episode we talk next after Ventru. And speaking of Patreon, we also just redid our Patreon completely for the new year, Um, made it a little less confusing, added some new tiers. um, And we gave ourselves a goal. Yeah, we have our first goal up. We have um, a New Year's resolution. This is our first goal, guys. First yeah. goal. First time of us trying anything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've been doing two episodes and then a bonus episode every month. And we're thinking if we can get to roughly or like, precisely $500 a month, that should be enough cushion for us to be able to donate or to put the time into uh, doing three regular episodes and a bonus episode. So it'd be four episodes a month. That's one every week. That's one every week. Holy cannoli, guys. Oh, my God. And to help us get there, um, we did make some changes to our tiers. Um, We bumped um, our $8 support tier up to $10. But if you were paying the $8, we are not going to ask you more. We grandfathered those people in. So you'll be stuck at with that special $8 forever. That might be still open. I don't know if Hunter in future Hunter has been... Um, Time. proactive enough to change that yet <laughs> yeah we actually we added a really cool new tier at 25 dollars where um after a month of that sarah will do a custom character pencil sketch for you 
of one of your characters. It doesn't have to be a vampire character, but any role play character you'd like a sketch of. Uh, we've got some examples of our art going up soon. So, and if you stand that $25 tier for a full year, uh, Sarah will sit down with you on a one-on-one and do a full ca- color character sketch yeah. for you. And- full color, full body, whatever character you want to do. We'll discuss that's a problem for future Sarah. So yeah, the tiers are $10 base tier. You get cool thing in the Discord and you get access to polls. And movie nights. And movie nights. Yes. Yeah. We're going to host movie nights. Yeah. yeah. Hang out, watch some spoopy shit. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll start doing some spoopy episode talk review things soon-ish. COVID's been a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get all this organized. We have been trying to do that. For months. Yes. And then, you know, the pan- the pandemonium is like, nah, let's mm-hmm. let's not do that. And then we also have a super secret, not super secret, it's not a secret really at all. It's just, uh, we have a $100 fuck you pay me tier. <laughs> the blood? Only, only pay for that if you have the disposable income. I am a soulless machine that wants your money. And I'm saying this. Do not surrender your delicious $100 dues unless you can spare them dollary dues. Yeah. Any of the tears, really. It's just like, yeah, we're, we're all financially secure. We're not living off of this, but we want to be able to. Uh, produce quality content for you guys and also not fuck with our bills. Yeah. I mean, I personally would rather have $25 patrons than mm-hmm. $100 patrons. Yeah. That's there for a haha. We do have a, super, uh, a little surprise if you decide to do that. If not, eh. I mean, if we get $10, $25 yeah. patrons. And, yeah, and none of us are offended if you're just like, hey, I'll do the $25 tier for the one month to get the illustration, and then I bump down to the 10 That's fine. Yeah. No one's upset. It'll still help Sarah us. Sarah likes drawing. I do. I'm actually trying to do art full time, but you know, this capitalist hellscape is just constantly like, nah. Yeah, I went to. <laughs> we actually met in art school, but I'm just not offering up my services. So, bitch. I mean, you are technically with the editing, so that's true. You know. Also, I draw. My style is way too cartoony. If you want, if you <laughs> if you want to pay tw- the twenty five dollar tier and instead request, I draw a vampire that looks like an old uh, rat fang cot rod character. I could probably do that, but see, otherwise, oh, that'd be fun. See, I was gonna say squid billies. Yeah, I could do some squid billies for you. I've seen you do squid billies mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Now I, I just like want it. the goofiest, dumbest campaign of Vampire the Masquerade in a trailer park. I'm literally doing that. Yeah. No, 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 just in a trailer park. There oh. are no consequences. Uh, we just want cars. trailer park boys VTM. Yeah. Actually, I'm kind of down for that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. If there's one vampire that says this is one fine kitty. Uh, he, nice. And he's a farmer. <laughs> but yes. I know I know we've been talking money, but um, obviously that can be a touchy subject, especially when you're building a comedian, that kind of thing. Our goal is no matter... How many new episodes we make, how much money we make. We want to keep the content that we make free for everyone, whether or not you're a supporter or not. Uh, we've got some extra stuff we're charging for, but for the core of the show, we want that to be available to anyone. And um, our Discord community is free for anyone to join. We're not gating off no. m- 
access to our community in any way you just get into a special thing and sometimes we ask questions when we're working on episodes and Mm -hmm. some feedback and some little things there are benefits to it but uh, we're not trying to bar anyone either from listening to our show or participating in our community even if you don't have the money to support us just the fact that you're listening and engaging with us is what matters the most so for sure yeah and if you're a broke-ass bitch like me it's like yeah you could just share it log on to your friend spotify and five star our things yeah, yes. do that. No. Yeah. yeah. Rate us on everything. We're here for that. Again, Fuck the soulless man. corporate bot that wants money is saying, don't 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 spend more than you have, please. Yeah. We appreciate uh, that if you you like us enough to give us like a little money. Cool. Thank you. That'll buy us snackos so that we can do this. But like, eh, we're going to do it regardless. And again, ram sticks that they'll randomly shove in my crevices. It's fun. I'll find the spot. <sighs> Find the spot that makes him go burr. <laughs> <laughs> That's Honey. when Amos gets near me and there's cat hair in my fans. <laughs> but yeah, we do have a Discord. Come hang out. We do game stuff and share memes and sick pet photos. I will kill every fucking rat. Aww. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, not pet rats. No, the rat people that try to kill like Helmgard and other... Yes. Anyway. Yeah, you do the game streams. Sometimes he streams just Vermintide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I stream Vermintide, and sometimes we all play Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah. Nope. We we have the Twitter. We give you info on stuff. We've got we've done some pretty rad interviews and uh, do engagement things. So that's exciting. That is a at blank bodies. We are also on Instagram, where sometimes we sell hella memes or hella cursed AI creations that Hunter does. Yay. That is blank bodies pod. If you want to get on for an interview or, you know... Want to talk like, hey, I'm a game dev, or I do cosplay, or I make fangs, or I write for uh, World of Darkness, or you just want to email us because we're wrong about things, uh, it's blankbodies at uh, gmail.com. If you're actually a vampire, that Please hit us up. Yeah, Skipper is dying to meet you. This is yet again more cover that they're not vampires. We're not. Sure. Not. I have a kitty. I have two dogs. That does not rule this out. You can have pets and be vampires. I live in an apartment. I am very human. <laughs> yeah, I do normal human things like eat bread and complain. I don't eat a lot of bread. Recently, <laughs> I've been eating a lot. I guess pasta is kind of bread. Pasta is just wet bread. <laughs> See, I eat veggie They're bread most of the time. Or veggie noodles most of the time. <laughs> okay, we got to go before Skipper it's hurts time himself. time to leave. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye now. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. I love you. Oh, that's a cute one. That's a little one. <laughs> <laughs>